0: and also protects our clients as well. You can learn more about UpHeal and the awesome work that they're doing in the world uh, by going to sellingthecouch.com forward slash UpHeal. And UpHeal is uh, spelled U-P and then H-E-A-L, all one word. And at checkout, be sure to enter the promo code COUCH25, C-O-U-C-H, and the number 25 to get 25% off your UpHeal plan for the first Two months. Hello, welcome to session 313 of Selling the Couch. I hope that you're doing well and uh, having an awesome day. If you are thinking about creating an online course, I know that many of us may be thinking about that right now in the midst of the pandemic and in a post pandemic world, whether it's just to diversify our income beyond therapy work or Uh, just to feel like we have a bigger message to share and we wanna be able to share that in a different way uh, beyond just our geographic area. If all of that sounds awesome and you've been thinking about creating an online course, I just wanted to invite you to download the free A to Z online course guide. Uh, I launched my first online course back in 2015 to a $297 first sale and through a lot of just hard work and uh, a lot of trust in colleagues to purchase the course so we've how had over 275 of our colleagues purchase the Healthcasters podcasting course and I've learned a ton about what it takes to launch, grow, and scale a podcasting course and a course in uh, in general. And uh, that guide just has a lot of helpful information to help you get started. We're also launching something called Online Course School. This is a live cohort experience. So meaning that this isn't like a digital course on courses, although eventually it will have that, but this is more of a live experience where we therapists can gather over the course of six to eight weeks. And what I will do is I will teach you everything that I know about how to launch and grow a successful online course. We'll start with your idea and how to validate your online course. We'll then work through what your lessons and modules and all of those different things will look like. We'll actually take time and and actually do exercises to get those down. We'll come up with your course title and your subtitle uh, in a way that your students are excited to want to purchase that course. And then we'll talk about actually how to record and market your course as well And you'll be joined with others in community and you'll have an accountability buddy and a bunch of really awesome stuff. And uh, if any of that sounds awesome, I encourage you to download again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So we'll get right to today's session. So uh, Summer is obviously here and uh, I'm actually recording this a little bit later, actually just a couple of days uh, before this episode publishes live it's been an interesting season of life. You know, on one hand, I'm just so grateful for business growth and all of these different things. And on the other hand, I am completely exhausted in a way that uh, is just so foreign to me. Uh, I think it's the cumulative toll of everything that is happening in the world on top of just being a parent and, you know, entering new seasons of life with our little one. And I don't know, I don't have, I don't exactly have like a manual on how to do this at all. So I've been, you know, relying on just the wisdom of others and reaching out to folks who are much wiser and, in, and sort of have gone through this season and just trying to proactively do things. And one of the best pieces of advice I've gotten is just to really slow down and enjoy the moments and not try to take on too much. And that is really hard for someone like me who, you know, just for a long time, I don't know if it's just the way, I think it's a combo of my trauma and just sort of the immigrant mindset plus, you know, just getting through undergrad and grad school and getting a PhD and internship and a postdoc and all of these things, right? I'm just so used to constantly going and I've just been in this season where I'm realizing like there is like a lot of wisdom and slowing down, and just admitting to myself that, like, hey, (laughs) it's okay to maybe not do things at the pace that you're used to, and that it's okay to slow down. Today's podcast is kind of related to that topic, which is, it's a solo episode, and uh, it's all about, you know, one of the things that has helped me these past years to build a life around my family and around self-care instead of fitting those things around a career, has been an online course. And, you know, every time I mention these numbers, I just feel so much gratitude more than anything. I have one digital course, which is the Healthcasters podcasting course. Uh, Soon we're going to have, hopefully in the next one to two years, we're going to have a second course. And the Healthcasters course has done surprisingly well. Uh, I remember having so much fear and anxiety about releasing a course, and even feeling like I was worthy to teach uh, when there were so many other podcasting experts out there. And uh, the course recently passed the $300,000 revenue mark. And today I actually just wanted to share 10 of the mistakes that I made in creating this course over these past seven years of just learning and tweaking. And the general thing I've kind of noticed is you know, I'm having to be very kind and patient with myself because I know that when I made some of these decisions in the moment, right? like I was taking data of that moment and information that was present in that moment and I made the decision. It seemed like the right one. But then you sort of look back and you're like, oh man, I, I wish I'm glad I made that decision because like making a decision is better than not making a decision, right? Like being crippled by fear and not making a decision but it's also that tension of like oh wow i wish i had the wisdom of foresight right and i guess the the number one thing that i wanted to share is i didn't realize or i didn't connect how my trauma affected my course pricing you know i've shared this in previous episodes of the podcast but you know i grew up with some fairly significant childhood trauma and at some point in the future i'm sure i'll uh, share more on the details of that but the gist of that is that trauma really affected how I saw myself uh, as a person and as an online creator and as a course creator. And ultimately, it affected how I priced the course. I just felt like, you know, why would someone buy something from me? And even though Like as a matter of principle, I would never teach something that I haven't actually done and not just done like, but done really successfully. I know that I've taken other courses that I've paid much more for and the quality has not been just what I would expect, right? And so I know that when I create something, I put my heart and soul into it. I try to make things really easy to understand and I try to go really above and beyond to over deliver and there is a excellent uh, article it's several years old now but i think the it's well worth reading it's in ink magazine uh, you can find it online the name of the article is the psychological price of entrepreneurship i feel like every therapist and every online creator should read this post and it's the unspoken things right like about building a business uh, especially the toll that it takes On us as founders. And for me, with pricing, what happened is like, despite the success that I had, even with the STC podcast, so, you know, I launched that Healthcasters course in November of 2015, and I had only launched the STC podcast in March of 2015. And now, granted, I had been working on the podcast for about six months prior to launch. So I had about, about, I would say, about a year under my belt of podcasting. And you know, the STC podcast hit some pretty big milestones early on, like, you know, it hit this new and noteworthy section of of Apple podcasts, which was, you know, basically one of the top rated new podcasts that were coming out. And I had this like amazing stuff and that was happening. And I still felt like I didn't deserve it. And I didn't deserve that success. And that success was some sort of a fluke. And so what essentially ended up happening is I just undercharged and I've shared in previous episodes that I struggle with both depression and anxiety and that I put a lot of systems into place uh, from therapy to brain spotting to, you know, to daily naps to making sure I get like eight and a half hours of sleep a night to daily exercise and being super mindful of my nutrition and all of that kind of stuff. and. I did all those things and they definitely helped but like I just felt like at the core of it like price like me undercharging I didn't quite realize how bad that would affect the anxiety and the depression it was like I was in this like loop right where the anxiety and depression was there and then I would undercharge and it wouldn't hit and then the business wouldn't hit revenue goals and so then it made the anxiety and depression worse and so if there's like one thing I sort of I wanted to share with you is really like work on your money story and on your money trauma, Uh, we all have it. And I think especially as therapists, uh, we've all gotten varying messages around, you know, the nobility of the profession means that, you know, we cannot charge appropriately and all of these kind of messages like that. And so, you know, for me, I think this past, especially this past year and a half, I've done a lot of work. I've done almost like, Nearly monthly brain spotting sessions. I've done weekly therapy. I've taken multiple courses, and it's been really like eye opening. And I I feel like I'm still on the journey. I wanted to also just recommend two books or two resources that have just been really helpful. The first one is Rachel Rogers. Rachel has a great book that that is called uh, "We Should All Be Millionaires," and it's specially written for women and BIPOC folks. And it sort of looks at, you know, the reasons why we all deserve wealth. And it was just a super eye-opening book for me. I'm sure at some point in the future, I'll do some sort of book review on this. And then the second one is uh, Tiffany McLean's Money Course. I highly recommend it. I just actually recently purchased it about two, three months ago. I just started working through it, so I haven't had a full chance to go through it, but it is really excellent. It's specifically geared toward therapists and especially geared toward those of us who want to charge well and want to do that inner work. The second sort of mistake that I made with my online course is I gave lifetime access to coaching and community. And Looking back, I think the reason I did this is I was so scared that my students would ask for a refund. So it's almost like I threw the kitchen sink at them. And the reality is like, especially when you have a digital course, right, where you're selling kind of one off. Like, for example, you know, you might have a $500 course, right? It usually does not make sense to offer then like indefinite coaching or community access because then you have to keep going into the community and engaging in all of these different things. And what I kind of noticed is I loved serving in that capacity, but I was, I mean, just to be brutally honest, like there was also a part of me, I was like feeling resentful over time, like, man, you know, like it was... Partly toward me, right? Like, Mel, you should have significantly charged more. Or, and then it was also like, man, like, you know, you may, like, I'm just saying, an example, right? Like, you may have paid $500 for this course, but now you get access to me. And it's completely my fault. And it's the way that I set it up, right? And so it's something that I would just definitely encourage you to think about. Uh, if you're thinking about adding any sort of coaching component, a community component to your digital course, think long and hard about not just that first sale, but the fact that you have to kind of be on the hook for for those uh, sort of things. So, you know, I've had in the past years, I've had to have recent, you know, like really hard conversations about this community and this coaching access. And in fact, we're making some pretty big changes with the Healthcasters course. And yeah, it's just, it's something just to think about in the, you know, not just in the short term, but in the long term. The third thing is I focus too much on gear versus creating a steady marketing system. You know, for me, I, I feel like I'm not, best when it comes to marketing <laughs> like i i've never taken a business or marketing class and i just honestly i just believe in trying to be helpful and kind and so even some of the like the verbiage that's used in the marketing world some of that stuff is like still over my head a bit and honestly like marketing kind of scares me but you know i had a friend told me marketing is ultimately about connection and about authenticity and that really resonated for me cuz you know i just try to be helpful right and what I noticed is early days with my course, I was like, okay, well, instead of saying like, hey, how can I think about bringing students in and inviting students? And how can I do that with authenticity and heart? Uh, what I would do is I would look on like Amazon or B&H, uh, which is like a website for like photography and video gear uh, that I buy a lot of my stuff from. And I would just like create wish lists and I would save up money and try to purchase gear thinking like, Oh, if I had this next mic, right? So that somehow I would be able to, you know, like, I don't know, take the course to the next level or something like that. What I would recommend, right, is, you know, a friend and I, again, we we're talking about this recently of one, uh, this uh, concept of one product, one marketing channel, right? A marketing channel can be either like a social media channel or something like webinars. But what I would recommend, is find a marketing channel and stick to it, even when a new shiny thing comes out, right? Like whether whatever platform it is, because what I've kind of realized is you have to kind of stick to one marketing channel. And ideally, you want to pick a channel where your audience is hanging out and that you enjoy posting on. And the reason I recommend just sticking to it is because most people don't stick to it. They jump from one to another. And it really honestly takes years on years of focusing on a marketing channel just to understand the nuances. And you can just allocate all your time and energy into that one channel and just makes it like so much easier to manage. The fourth thing I made a mistake on is I focused on being the middle of the pack with pricing versus the upper tier. A friend once told me, Mel, do you want to be in the Apple or the Walmart in your niche? And that was a super eye opener. And it's something that I would encourage you with, which is, you know, as you think about pricing for your course, you know, like we're going through online course school, our live cohort for therapists that want to create a course right now. And one of the things that I teach our colleagues is you want to create a course that is a deep pain point versus like a minor sort of annoying inconvenience. You also want to go into a niche or a population that has spending power. And so as you create your course, uh, you might have a passion for a certain topic, but make sure that it's one that is profitable, right? So uh, for example, I chose podcasting because, and part of this is like a gut feel, but part of why I chose podcasting is back in 2015, I could see that there were starting to be conferences and there were starting to be a lot of, I mean, back then not much, but like I could tell like it was trending up lot of money being invested into this space. And so I just thought, you know, there could be some really rich opportunities here with folks wanting to learn how to do this. So really think about the course you're creating and whether it sort of has those elements in it. The fifth thing I didn't realize is that you could invite students into other experiences beyond your course. So honestly I thought in black and white, right, either people are going to buy my course or they're not going to buy the course but a segment of our students will want more personalized experience from us. And so some of the things that you can do is you can share the course, they purchase a course, and then you can invite them into like a mastermind or a retreat or an intensive or group coaching or CBC, uh, which is a cohort-based course, right? Now, I would recommend not doing all of those things, but focusing on one and the one that I personally would think about like recurring, on that sort of second tier, right? Something that can bring in income month after month, whereas like your online course brings in kind of the one-off income. So that way you are you have the one-off and the recurring buckets kind of working in tandem with one another. The sixth mistake that I got, I, I made a mistake on was, I got stuck looking at my bank account when the sale rolled in, but what I realized is, looking at my bank account doesn't exactly drive future sales. Testimonials do. So now we proactively reach out to our students every three to four months just to consider giving a testimonial. And we use a certain framework that uh, I've learned from Derek Halpern from Social Triggers. I will, you know, this, uh, I actually created a Twitter thread on this very topic I'm speaking about. And so I'll include that in the show notes to our episode. And yeah, and then, or the easiest thing also to do is just follow me on Twitter which is sellingthecouch.com forward slash Twitter. And just look at my, or you can look at my name, which is at M-V-A-R-G-H-E-S-E-5. And there's going to be a thread on there. But this is a really good uh, thread on how to sort of capture powerful testimonials. The seventh mistake that I made is I thought I'd be stuck on one business model. So I initially built what's called a strip mall model, multiple offers that bring in income, but it was becoming... This is the thing. This is probably, again, going to be a whole other episode on this. But, you know, when we think about online income, at least for me, what I often thought was you have to have multiple products, right, like multiple income streams in order to really create a viable and sustainable online business. Now, what I didn't realize is building a strip mall model means that you have to either hire a team or you got to like really spend a lot of time upkeeping some of this stuff, right? Like so for example, with the online course, the reality is you're gonna have to spend at least one to two times a year updating any of the content, right? I mean, I feel like that's like the responsible thing to do, especially if you have a topic where there's a lot of data or information or stuff that's constantly evolving. It's a really good idea to do that, right? And What I didn't realize is like when you have like three or four products, you got to do that three or four times. Right. And honestly, like this has become a lot harder since became a dad. And I don't know if it's just I turned 40 and, you know, I just don't have the energy as before. And uh, I'm actually making the shift to what's called a skyscraper model, which is like one scalable offer. And for me, the skyscraper model is going to be our online income mastermind. Uh, which you can learn more about at sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind. And this is a mastermind specifically for therapists that are more seasoned and, and further along in the business journey. But we're interested in moving from the therapist chair to online income specifically through courses and monetizing our podcast. And I'm shifting to that model because I just realized like I feel a lot more energized when I can spend all of my time and energy into making one product and perfecting it and just doing a really good job with it. So even, you know, we're making some shifts, right? Like any of the current and future courses that we're creating uh, will be housed within the mastermind and the mastermind members will have access to that. That way I don't have to like, you know, have four or five from product funnels because I know myself and I know that I'm going to want to create other courses in the future. And uh, I'm just trying to be like kind to my future self. So, right. The eighth thing I wanted to share. uh, Oh, and then, so the gist of that previous point is it's okay to shift as seasons change. You know, you, most of us, especially that are making the shift from therapy chair income to online income, usually start out with a strip mall model. We try multiple products and we figure out the ones that are profitable and the ones that are less profitable. And then we kind of double down on the one that is like the most profitable. And this has been a season of transition for me and me realizing like, hey, Mel, like you didn't make a mistake in creating a strip ball model. What you actually did was you created that model because you were in a season of life where you didn't have a kiddo. You had much less responsibilities, all of those different things. And uh, you created that model. Uh, you got a lot of really great information. And now you're making a shift to account for a new season of life. It's just been really helpful for me. And if you're listening, and I hope that specific part is helpful for you. And then the eighth, uh, I've got three more. So eighth one is I thought having a mentor, having a similar course meant that I couldn't create one. I literally emailed you guys have probably heard this on previous podcasts. But I, I learned podcasting primarily from John Lee Dumas, from Entrepreneur on Fire. And you know, when our colleagues started reaching out to me back in 2015, wanting consults on how to launch a podcast, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I might have to create a course, but John already has a course and what am I going to do? So I literally, this is so embarrassing, but I literally emailed John and I was like, Hey, my colleagues are reaching out to me and I'm thinking about creating a digital course on podcasting. Would it be okay? And then I like held my breath and uh, and John was fortunately so gracious and he was like, you know, Mal, go for it. You know, it's a great idea. And uh, yeah, so what I've kind of learned from that experience is someone else having a successful online course on a topic that you're thinking about, maybe they're sort of in a general niche, like Podcasters Paradise is for generally for like all podcasters, right? Whereas the Healthcasters is for therapist podcasters. And it's actually a great validator. I mean, the key I've kind of learned is I niche down further into a certain population, right? So even for me, right, even with Healthcasters, it's not even just for all therapists, it's actually for therapists that are successful private practitioners, but are in a season where they want to create a platform where they can share a bigger message and also diversify income beyond just therapy work. The ninth sort of thing is, I was initially too concerned about the sale over the relationship. And looking back, this came from a poverty mindset and not the abundant mindset that I aspire for. And the biggest shifts I feel like in the past couple of years I've made, and I'm actually really, like really proud of myself for making these because it's been a lot of working, honestly, through my trauma and this fear of like not being able to make enough money to like help to help my family and. The biggest lesson I've kind of learned is, you know, focus on the relationship versus the sale. People will forget what you sold them, but they will never forget how you made them feel. You know, even with this online income mastermind, we launched it this past year, and I ended up doing 33 one-on-one calls with our colleagues, and I ended up saying th- uh, no, or like, let's hold off to 13 of our colleagues. So we currently have 20 of our colleagues in the mastermind. And and a part of me, right, there's definitely a part of me, I was like, oh, you know, like, they're really interested. I just have to tell them like, yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, it's income for my business and all of that stuff. But then I was like, I don't know, I just I have this principle of like, wanting to protect the person. And I know how much trust our colleagues have in me. And it just felt like the most responsible thing just to tell someone like, hey, like this is what I'm seeing in your life. And this is where I sort of see like your business going based on what you're sharing with me. And so I personally don't feel like this makes sense for you. Like I don't want you to waste your time or your money in this. And I don't know, it's like serve me well. And I'm I'm really grateful I've made that shift. And it's something that I just want to continue to like really, really like own and just continue to do in my business. And the final thing is I didn't think about the one-off sale on the front end and a recurring invitation on the back. And so I shared this a little bit earlier in the session, but you know, my perspective is you should have like a course that brings a one-off sale and then you should really think about something that's recurring on the back end because a certain percentage of Our students will want that more in-depth experience with us. And I feel like personally as course creators, it's our responsibility to provide that. Now, assuming that you're in a season of life, that makes sense. And all of those things like you should not do, you know, multiple kind of things if you're just like life is just too crazy or it doesn't energize you. So I hope you found this podcast super helpful. And especially if you are thinking about creating an online course, I hope this just gives you some new Mainly things to avoid and, uh, and, uh, make, and to avoid the mistakes that I made. Um, I actually created a free A to Z online course guide for therapists. This is specifically for us. And we actually took a lot of lessons. There are software recommendations in there. There are actually step by step videos of how to do certain things. And we even have a little section that's like the 10 most common questions that therapists struggle with. We actually got asked our community, the STC community, and I answered those questions and kind of put them all into Loom videos. All of that is in the guide. It's absolutely free to download. It's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the cohort launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide.